0: And gentlemen. Oh, let's go. Travel,
1: life, and fun.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, let's go
1: here. You're listening to the Life Adventurous Podcast presented by Say What Radio. Yo, yo, yo.
0: Welcome to another episode of the Life Adventurous Podcast. We are in the chakra series and we are right in the middle of the solar plexus. And so We are talking a lot about our personal power and how to really unlock this chakra so that you can have an amazing year and life and everything else. So without further ado, I'm going to bring on our guest today. I'm so excited. Jennifer and I have a history together. We met each other quite a few years ago when she was an amazing spiritual collaborator for a magazine I had put together, a digital magazine back in the day. So I'm going to bring up Jennifer Lyle. She's an intuitive business mentor and cheap energy optimizer. She helps ambitious female entrepreneurs who are losing control with too many ideas and too much to juggle to get centered and focused. As they learn to master their energy and intuition, they up-level their impact and income, doing what makes their heart sing. Jennifer, welcome to the show. Share a little bit more about who you are, what you do, and you have to share something fun.
1: Okay, something fun. A uh, fun fact that you probably would know about me is that I have a collection of about uh, two to 300 crystals and I sleep on 20 pounds of amethyst every night. Wow. Um, yeah, so I have been playing in the spiritual world for over a decade now. And it is not a world that I would have ever expected to come into, but my soul led me here and I cannot imagine doing Anything other than what I do, um, my genius is tuning in to energy—the energy of ideas, people, places, things. Really good at helping entrepreneurs with when they've got those big decisions, million-dollar decisions to make, to understand what is most in alignment with their heart, their soul, their purpose, their values. That's going to help them bring bring their juiciness forward into the world. So I'm all about good energy and. Tuning into yourself, making that inner connection with your soul, and then mastering the habit of good energy so that you can keep lots of magic synchronicities and goodness coming into your life in your business.
0: Mm, I love that. And I think it's perfect for this episode. And so before we like really dig into all the juiciness, what does the solar plexus mean to you? And like, how can we really embrace and unlock this chakra?
1: I feel like telling a little story. Yes. So I I mentioned that I came into the spiritual world unknowingly, I guess you could say. And for me, I had a really profound spiritual experience when I started to dive into this world. And I remember sitting on my couch one day where I had first set the intention of allowing myself to figure out what makes my heart sing. And then a, a. a couple weeks later, I, again, was sitting on my couch and had this profound experience of feeling like something was poking me in my belly. And it was really unusual. At that time, I had just discovered automatic writing. And then I felt like something poking around in my head. And when I sat down to write, it's like, what was that? And the guidance that I received is, well, we're unlocking the door to your soul. It's actually been unlocked the whole time. But... You just didn't have the courage or know how, of how to open the door. So for me, the solar plexus chakra is all about that connecting in with our soul and discovering our true power.
0: I love that. So that's, guys, that's what we're getting into today is like, how do we unlock and discover that true power and really check in with ourselves and find a deeper connection? So I mean, that's such a wide subject. Where do you want to start?
1: Uh, I feel like starting with this idea of surrendering, idea of surrendering. And this is a powerful conversation I was even having today. I have a a really high level group of amazing entrepreneurs that are creating incredible things in the world. And coming back to this place of surrender, because you get into this, this shtick of what's going on in the world and things get difficult and you get in your head and you start to question, you know, what the, am I doing? Why am I doing this? It's so hard. Like, is it worth the effort? And then there's all this ickiness that you come up against. And then there's this like little whisper, a tiny little whisper that comes in and reminds you, Hey, do you remember this that we talked about? That's, that's why we're doing this. Come on, keep going through. So coming back to surrender. So even though, like it was March, 2010, that I took that moment of surrender on my couch of saying, I give myself permission to figure out what makes my heart sing. You have to come to this place of surrender again and again and again in your life. When you come up against those brick walls, when you're trying to control things too much, Mm -hmm. that power isn't in the control. The power is in surrendering.
0: So I know that a lot of the audience here Are A-types, and we like controlling, okay? Right? We like controlling. And and there is something because we've been able to build success through control, but also Mm -hmm. too, what I'm learning and what in the journey I've been going through is that, you know, that control and everything I experienced to get me wild success in my corporate job is not the level of control that is going to get me to the next level in my life. Like I have to do something different. I have to like, we say CTFO, chill the fuck out right? You have to like, (laughs) let go. You have to just like release. And so I do want to just touch on something real quick because for me now it doesn't trigger me, but in the past, the word surrender used to trigger me because it does have religious connotations as well. So if someone is thinking like surrender, what the hell, why would I surrender? What the heck does that mean? Is there maybe another way to frame it or how could they maybe realize, like, especially if you're in it, like you're in the muck and you're not ready to let control, let go of control, Yes. Like that whole surrender thing. Like,
1: yeah. And, And so let's go back a step because I totally get it. A personality. Yeah. Control freak to the nines. And like, I graduated with honors. I have a bachelor of commerce. I worked in the corporate world. I used to plan events. So you have to control so many different moving parts. You know, I was supervising over 60 volunteers, about 50 employees, managing hundreds of thousands of dollars in budgets. I get the need to control. So that act, that simple act of sitting on my couch and surrendering was huge. Mm -hmm. Because I was at a point where my business wasn't going the way I wanted it to. Because I thought, well, I had all these amazing successes in the corporate world. And like, I know how to do this stuff. Why is it hard as an entrepreneur? I was trying to control things and micromanage things and, and try to figure things out to, out to such a minute level that I was spending so much time deep down in the minutiae of the things that really weren't making a difference. And that idea of control is also about restricting. I was and kind of like going through life with blinders on. I was so restricting my belief and what could be possible. It wasn't until I surrendered. So another word for surrender is, hmm, it's not about waving the white flag. It's about like the same experience of what you need to do in order to float in the water. If you want to float on the surface, you have to let go. If you try to control it too much, you end up sinking, right? So it's just, that's the same type of letting go. There's an ease that comes as you do.
0: Yeah, it wasn't Say, I feel like, too, it's like in the way that I have kind of worked through it myself is slowing down in order to speed up and even finding so much like peace in the slowdown. Like it's been so great just to slow down. (laughs) Like it's been it's been the most amazing thing. But Jenny from two, three, four years ago that was in it, like you said, the events and going and going, I would have I would have fought you tooth and nail. Mm -hmm. Right. I've been like, heck no. Or or at a soul level, and I think this is even to what you talk about, I craved it. I just maybe didn't believe that that could work for me or believe yeah. that that was a path I could take. But there's yes. something inside of me always wanted it, but I just wanted, like, I didn't know how to get to it.
1: Well, it's interesting because, like, even when I would go back downtown Toronto, so I'm in the suburbs of Toronto, when I would go back downtown, I would get right back into that high, like, power of like, you, know, you have to walk quickly to get to wherever you're going, you get in that flow. It's just like, oh yeah, there's part of this just like, oh, I want this almost like I've never smoked, but I can imagine that first drag on a cigarette kind of getting back into it after being disconnected for so long. But then you start to remember, okay, so there might be a little something around that that you liked, but then you remember the burnout. You remember all the stuff, the stress, the, ah, and it just isn't worth it. Yeah. And that slowing down and enjoying deeper connection within yourself and with others. That's where the magic lies. Mm -hmm. What really brings you joy? What really makes your heart sing? If you could do anything, what would it be? And how can you bring more of that into your life? Way, way, way more delicious.
0: Yeah, I love so much of that because we get into business as entrepreneurs because we want to make an impact on the world or we want to bring our talents to the world or whatever it is. There's a lot of different reasons. Like I know you want to touch a million lives and help people connect to their soul. So we all have a lot of different drives and we really want to make it work, right? Because of that high achieving success and of course to feed our business and feed our family and stuff. However, beyond that, we've already hit the million dollar mark or we've already hit the $500,000 mark or whatever the mark is, 100,000, whatever it is in your business and you're still hustling and you're still going and those moments where you set of connecting deeper with yourself your family your friends enjoying the vacations enjoying the free time enjoying all of that you know that right there is where it's at so like how do we really go deeper and connect further to our intuition and trust that our intuition is going to deliver us to the next level of our journey one
1: of the most powerful tools that I've been sharing with the world around that is teaching people how to check their inner battery. And in this simple little check-in, you just pause and ask yourself, how am I feeling? Like, how often do you ask yourself how you're feeling, number one, right? Yeah. How are you feeling physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually on a scale of one to 10? And listening to the answers, one's low, 10 is high. Okay, great, so where am I at in this moment? Why am I feeling that way? And it's crazy the level of awareness that you start to get. So I do this multiple times a day, at least six times in my day, and I track it. And it helps me to be aware of how I'm showing up in that moment. What is the version of me that I'm bringing forth to that conversation, to whatever it is that I'm writing, to whatever it is I'm about to do? Is that who I want to be? because if we are showing up constantly half empty at like a five out of ten all the time we're only bringing half of ourselves to, to the table and we're not getting as much as we would like to out of that conversation so taking that pause check in to see how you're feeling and then if you're low do something to boost your energy i mean i remember when i first started my business i was working with a coach. And I said, I just want to give myself permission to have two minutes to breathe. And she said, well, give yourself two minutes to breathe. But I didn't value myself. I valued everything else. All of the things on my to-do list, I valued that more than I valued taking care of me. But what I didn't realize is that I was operating at 50%. So it was taking twice as long to do everything. Whereas if I'd given myself those two minutes to breathe, I would have brought myself up. And been able to get through my to- to-do list a lot faster. Yeah, and it personally, yeah. professionally, your whole world.
0: Yeah, and I'm just sitting here thinking because we just expanded our business into wedding and event pros, and I'm just thinking too because just that check-in, that checking in your battery. Because I would venture to think, and and here I think is where like the duality exists, right? Someone in that moment who hasn't fully connected their intuition and their soul, who's listening this, right? There's like. But I already am operating at a 10, right? Because you're giving it your all. So just checking in. But at the same time, that's the same person who says they don't have energy. They don't have, you know, the sleep. They don't have it. But they're so used to operating kind of like on empty or on 50%. Like that has become the norm. And because I'm just thinking back to where I was. I didn't realize yeah, yeah. how busy I was until
1: I stopped. Exactly, exactly. And so when you are taking that time to check in to see how you're feeling, rather than looking at productivity and output, mm-hmm. how are you? So if you are realize you stop and realize, oh my gosh, my back, oh, it has been aching for weeks. And I, I've been meaning to make that Appointment with the massage therapist or whatever you've been meaning to do, or I've been meaning to sign up for that yoga class or find those yoga videos or whatever it is, and you keep ignoring it, is it worth it? Are you going to be just earning money to be able to pay for your health bills? You know? Right. And that's it, just doesn't make any sense. So until you stop and like listen and start to pay attention to what's going on physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. And here's the thing that's going to happen. As you start to do this check-in. And you do it regularly. Like I'm talking weeks and months, building it as a foundational habit or what's known as a keystone habit. Just If you make energy the number one thing in your life, you'll start to make more positive choices in other areas of your life as well, because you'll start to take care of yourself before you just push through. You'll improve your productivity, your relationships, your creativity. You'll be happier. Imagine that. You'll be happier. And because you're constantly tuning in to see how you're feeling physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, you're going to start to recognize when intuitive thoughts come in, come in. Intuitive sensations. It's just like, ooh, those goosebumps. Like a, a friend of mine who does angel readings, her right leg jiggles when she's channeling a message from an angel, mm-hmm. and. So she starts to recognize, okay, yeah, so that's like confirmation, truth bumps, those goosebumps when somebody says something, and it's like, ooh, and you get those goosebumps. I call them truth bumps. It's like confirmation that whatever was said was true, or there's something more going on here. You start to uh, expand your awareness of not only yourself and be more compassionate towards yourself, but you also start to be more compassionate towards others because you recognize what goes on for you and you start to see patterns in others of when maybe they're operating with their battery half empty.
0: Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk to the truth bumps, right? Just a little bit, because as I've slowed down, I'm starting to recognize I have three different types of truth bumps and I'm starting to learn what they are. I have just arms, just back or head to toe. I got three different ones. So they're all confirmation, but I'm looking to tune into what each of them mean.
1: You know what? So I've been doing intuitive work for over a decade and I have to admit that I have not stopped long enough to recognize a distinction between the the level of truth bumps. So I want to thank you for that awareness. Now I'm going to pay more attention to that. Of that's course. I'll, I'll,
0: I'll <laughs> let you know too yeah. as I like uncover what they mean for me because I mean I'm like, "Oh wow, that's just my arms. Oh wow, that's just my back. Oh, that's everything."
1: Would you like to know how to determine what they mean? Yeah, I think that's perfect. Okay, great. So pay attention. What's going on for you when you notice that it's just the arms? Are you listening? Is it when somebody else is talking? Is it when a thought's coming in your head? Is it perhaps that, you know, just the arms is when it's for somebody else. And maybe when it's full body, it's like, okay, yes, you cannot ignore this. You have to pay attention because we get intuitive insights all the time. Mm -hmm. And whether or not we listen and follow through on it, eh, there's so many people are like, oh, darn, I should have done that. And I should have brought that book. I should have brought that umbrella, whatever. And we ignore it. We dismiss it. So when you get maybe those full body truth bombs. is like, okay, I need to take action. Or it could be that I really need to share a message. I really need to share this thought, this, what I'm feeling inside, because maybe that person they've shared something and they're struggling with it. And maybe I need to really trust and let them know they've got this. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay.
0: Yeah. You know that I thank you for sharing that. That's perfect. And when you were talking about how there's always intuitive guidance coming. I watched, there was uh, like a reel on Instagram that someone did. I wish I could remember who so I could give them credit, but I saw, and she was like dancing in a room and there was like, you know, like it was basically her. I don't know how these people layer all this in Instagram, but anyways, like it was basically her like walking around and being like, you know, one guy trying to tell you something, another guy trying to tell you something. And basically all the guys were like jumping up and down and whatever, and you're just still living your life and you're like, la-di-da-di-da-di-da. And then until like, I don't know something happens and you're like oh yeah but already there's been like all these guides in the background all these intuitive nudges trying to be like hello wake up and then you finally hear it or tune into it so i think you know how do we just connect deeper to our soul what does it mean to connect to our soul or our higher power or even how do we know the difference between like intuitive hits and our soul and now we're getting deep
1: yeah that's really good question it it really is as simple as a surrender and paying attention. Mm-hmm. Surrender, observe, understand, listen, and live it. So when you surrender and give up that control of, oh, it has to be my way. It's like, no, no, no. Just kind of relax and let go a little bit and see what comes mm-hmm. through and then follow through. Um, observe, start to observe what goes on in you. Like you've come to this phenomenal awareness of these three levels of truth bumps. It could be, you were thinking something and then you turn on the radio. I know I sound really old talking about turning on the radio. <laughs> People don't do that these days, but you turn on the radio and then the lyric in the song is like an answer to your question is like, is that real? Is that, did that really happen? Or it could be you read a headline and a newspaper or a billboard sign and there is an answer like confirmation you might see patterns of numbers. So observing and and looking for these things. A couple of weeks ago, we had a pigeon hit our living room window twice in the same week. We've been here over, over 20 years. And this is the first time that's happened twice in one week. Oh my gosh. So I pull up my book on animal totems and tell my husband, you need to read this. And so the first time the pigeon hit, and it, it was like he broke off from the, the crowd and, and from the flock and and just hit our window instead of going over the house. And the second time, it was a hawk that was chasing after him. And then he landed below and, well, the, the hawk had lunch. Ooh. And my husband's like, oh, I don't want to read this. It's like, well, damn, there's something here because it happened twice in one week. So looking for signs even in nature of what like confirmation and it's like you see the sign and he's like stop what's going on right now is there something going on around me that I should be aware of maybe that seeing that sign has you hesitate long enough that you actually literally stop and then a car whizzes in front of you and you don't cross the road or it could be you were just thinking about somebody like maybe a dear friend from 20 years ago it's like I really miss them and I'd like to call them and then you see some sort of sign and then later that afternoon they call you or you decide all right I'm going to reach out and they're like oh my gosh I was just thinking about you so surrender letting go of control starting to observe and then understanding looking for what do these things mean so I went to that book on animal totems to understand what it means sometimes there are symbols that sacred geometry that's coming up sometimes it's patterns of numbers that you might see over and over again understanding what does it mean Uh, looking for other people's interpretation and also being present to what's going on inside of you within you to connect the dots of what's relevant for you Mm -hmm. and then listen and so paying attention and then living actually following through on that guidance you know bring that book and then you bring the book it's like I've really been really really been meaning to read that book it's like oh okay well that's the reason why I had to bring this book today right and so that's you as you start to do that little check in of asking yourself, How am I feeling physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually? You start to go within, you start to recognize these signs, and then you start to hear that whisper. And the distinction between the voice of your soul and the voice of the ego is that your soul never ever tells you mean things. Does not say you're stupid. How could you have ever done that? Uh, those are voices. It's not even your ego. Those are voices from the past. If you listen hard enough and you listen to the words, it's probably an old teacher, an old parent, uh, an old parent, a parent, <laughs> a sibling, <laughs> a boss. Like it's somebody else's words. Mm-hmm. That is not your soul. Now your soul might tell you to watch out for something, but it's often quiet. It's often uplifting and often directing you into a new direction. And when I started automatic writing, and I'm pretty sure that almost everyone has done this at some point in time, I know that I had this similar sensation when I used to write university papers and, and uh, high school papers, essays, and I'd leave things for the last moment and be like, okay, <laughs> okay, it's done. And then the next morning, reading it over before I hand it in, it's like, oh, this is actually pretty good. (laughs) I'm sure I had some help from somewhere. So the automatic writing feels similar. And and I was getting all of this guidance around these spiritual teachings, just like, really? Like, is that true? And then later that day or later in the week, I'd see a video saying the exact same thing or I'd read it in a book. And it's like, there's just so much goodness if you can let go of control and allow it to come through, you don't have to struggle nearly as much as you do.
0: Yeah. And I mean, I'm just sitting here just taking all this in because I'm on my own spiritual journey and my growth as I shared. It's like really peeling off all those old corporate beliefs and habits and, and cycles. And it's, it's interesting. And I'm curious what you have to say about this because someone else may be in the middle of their journey like me, where intellectually, I'm on board. I get all this, right? It makes sense. I'm, I'm, I am I'm, understand. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I would say I'm maybe like two thirds in belief and a third still like holding on to that old way. But even so, it's like my morning routine embraces a lot of the energy work and the spiritual activities. And then once I get going into the day, I'm like, boom, like, right? You know, it's like, pew, 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 pew. I just keep going. You know, so it's like I'm, I'm kind of still working on that transition. And what I'm hearing right now is just celebrating the magic so that you can continue to see and witness it because I bet it's already happening. I'm just then once I get out of my spiritual stuff in the morning, I'm then going fast. You know, I'm not paying attention. I'm going back into those old ways. So what advice would you give to someone who's like in the middle of their journey and maybe straddling a little bit of both?
1: So something you need to know is everybody's in the middle of their journey, unless you're someone like the Dalai Lama, for instance, right? Okay. Everybody's in the middle of their journey. So first, like, that's just something you need to know. Second, there is always a constant undoing. And I don't want to discredit the genius that you are bringing in from your past. There are some things that you want to bring forth. Like I have a a client that we're just diving into working together. She was amazing. A rock star in her role in the corporate world ended up making herself really, really sick. Mm -hmm. And then she went down the spiritual path has done so much inner healing and now does spiritual work, but she has so much goodness from this corporate world that can actually balance out the, some spiritual people can be a little flighty Mm -hmm. and they have amazing gifts but they make lousy business people. Got it. She has this amazing corporate background and she's diving into the spiritual world and she can actually bring forth these amazing corporate gifts for organization, for how to run a business, to help herself get set up really well, but also to mentor other spiritual practitioners on how they can be successful and not be starving all the time. So number one, do not discredit the the gifts and talents. You don't want to get rid of them altogether. You do want to bring them. It's just like you still want to know how to drive a car, right? You still want to know how to use that skill. And as you start to become aware of those self-sabotaging patterns, because you do this check-in all the time, how am I feeling physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually, when something comes up, I was just talking to one of my clients about this this morning, I asked her, How are you doing? She's like, Well, I was doing fantastic. And then I went sideways yesterday. I connected in with somebody who had this health problem. This other person had this health problem. And then this also came up. And now I just don't really friggin' want to do anything anymore. And I just want to give up. I was like, Oh, and she's on the cusp of bringing a big program to life that's really going to transform her business. Hmm. Like, see, there's that self sabotaging pattern coming up. Even for me, I was on the edge of doing this really big new way of stepping out into the world. And I really didn't want to do it. So it was lunchtime. I was starting to get a meal prepped, so it'd be all ready for dinner. I had a crock pot on the stove getting started and boiled. I have a gas stove. And I was going to transfer the crock pot over to the heater element that you put the crock pot into to heat up on the counter. So I grabbed the crock pot with a tea towel because I didn't want to burn my hands. And also kind of wanting this to take a little bit longer because I didn't want to do what I needed to do that afternoon. And as I grabbed it and I turned over to put it on the counter behind me, the tea towel caught fire. Mm-hmm. I didn't turn off the stove. And I was like, oh! and I called my son, come help me. And I put the thing, the crock pot back on the stove, smack the tea towel down to, to be put out. And then I cried and I just cried. I was like, I can't believe I was so Friggin' stupid to do that. But there was something in me that was so, so not wanting to do what I needed to do that it would rather create a fire doing something so careless than to take that on. Hmm. And that's what happens when we are at the level where we're gonna do something, a big shift in our life. Crap comes up. And then it's like, okay, I have a choice. I can stay stuck where I am and stay on repeat bumping up against the same thing over and over again. It's like, okay, I'm on to you. I'm on to you. I'm not going to let you stop me. And so I did what I needed to do. And then I dove in got done what I needed to do. And it wasn't nearly as bad as what I thought it was going to be, right? It's usually how it goes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I think that's getting more into because I know you just had another round of your program that had to do with really stepping into claiming your voice and being courageous. Mm -hmm. So do you feel like with everything we're talking about, connecting with the soul and your intuition that also being courageous and stepping into your voice is part of this process?
1: Absolutely. Because once you get connected in with your soul, bring that up in your heart and clearing the throat chakra, that's a huge, huge, huge one. So that's a really powerful conversation. So claiming your voice and being ready to be seen. And that's what my program's called is being ready to be seen because when you and it's fascinating, we just do over three weeks, it's really intense, six energy clearing sessions. And because it's so intense, it's energy clearing, plus you are in action. I don't coach people on their business in this process, unless they've signed up to do that as well. But it's a group program. And so many people, they're going through it, uncertain at the beginning, Peeling back all of these layers of not good enough, money worries, I I can't do this, overwhelm, confusion, peeling back all those layers. And by the end of it, it's like, I have clarity. Once you peel back those layers, that's when you are connecting more into your truth. And then you see what's really possible. And you don't feel weighed down from those stories from the past that aren't even yours.
0: Yeah, it's like what are you lugging around day to day that's contributing to your uh, the lack of energy is what's in my head, but I feel like there's another word I want to say, like your tiredness, your exhaustedness, your, you know, running on all 10 cylinders. Like what are you carrying around that you can let go? And Jennifer, yes. you just gave so many like so many little tidbits of things that we can do and I think that that even is a cultural I don't know if I, a cultural maybe or even something that's learned like a, be, a behavior belief about success has to be hard. And these yeah. things that you're sharing are really simple. They're very simple.
1: That is one of the biggest roadblocks that we have is that success needs to be hard. Are, are there going to be difficult things that you have to work through absolutely. You want to become a Olympic athlete you have to work through different barriers to your own progress. If you would like to have a high level of success in your business, you need to work through similar barriers. And it's just about how the universe, the world that we live in, everything is growing. All living things are growing. The trees are always growing. Well, here in Canada, the plants live and then they die and then they live again because of the <laughs> winter here. That's not such a good example, but the trees are constantly growing and we're always growing. And if we don't grow, we're stuck. And then we get into this place of feeling unsatisfied. And there's this little nudge inside of us that's saying, I want more. And this isn't wherever I am right now, it might not be it. But I feel like there's something more. And it's that calling. And when you get a taste of what that calling is, and what it feels like, and it could happen in a, a delicious conversation with a homeless person on the street, if you're willing to go there, or it could be volunteering in another country, or it could be just allowing yourself to get creative and paint, because you've always been curious about it, but you've never thought that you were really a good painter, but then you decided to let yourself just do it, and I was like, oh this is what painting can be like. I, I thought I had to paint by the numbers. And okay, so I feel like, all right, your viewers won't be able to see it, but I'm going to still do it anyways. All right, so what I'm holding up in front of Jenny is a picture. And it this picture I painted on my birthday a few years ago, I had some girlfriends over and had a canvas up and asked everyone to put their energy into it and paint there. And I don't know why, I think I was an artist in a previous lifetime. I really, really, really wanted to uh, not waste the paint. So at the end of the night, I pulled out the brush and just used up the paint. So there's some curves of green and some red and some purple and and silver here. And then when I let it dry, it's like, "Ah, what am I going to do with this? It doesn't really look like anything. It just was letting my paintbrush go. Mm -hmm. And then I looked at it a couple of days later and turned it over. And I could not have painted this. You can see the outline of this gorgeous brave woman. There are brush strokes, random colors that looks like her hair falling. It looks like yes. she's holding this red shield yes. with a, a torch with a purple flame at the top. Yes. And I, right? yep. And it wasn't until like I just threw the paint on there I had no idea what I was painting and then well there was something more here. Oh cool. And that's the thing like we don't know until we go there. And so that moment where I sat on my couch and I surrendered and I gave myself permission to figure out what made my heart sing, I just followed the joy. And that could be on a ski hill. It could be baking cookies with your kid. It could be spending more time with your puppy. It could be volunteering, whatever that is. Follow the joy. And that feeling... As you play in that space of joy, that feeling of how good it feels, you start to realize that there's a pattern, that there are certain things that you're doing and exploring and learning that just really bring that feeling up full volume. And that's when you know you're on to something. And that's where you're going to discover what makes your heart sing.
0: You know, what's coming up right now is thinking, okay, you know, you're like, you're listening, you're at this point, you're like, woohoo, Jennifer just gave me permission, right, to just kind of like, figure out what lights me up. Well, I've always been a multi-passionate, multi-interested, curious person. So when you tell me I've got the ability to open my brain and be like, whee, I mean, like now it's like, oh, I could do this. I could do this. I could do this. I like this. I like this. I like this. So how do you handle, because I know we talked about that in, your, in the intro, like how do you handle when people have so many things they're so interested in, which this may even be showing up in the business too because you have multiple facets of your business that you're bringing to life that could be contributing to the overwhelm and the stress and the burnout. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's two sides of this, but like, how do you help when you've got so many ideas or so many passions that are coming up in this process?
1: Mm -hmm. That's a great question. So what I guide my people, my clients back to is what is most important to you in in the world? What are your values and how do you want to live? And then as you get clear on what that is, you start to be able to let go of the things because there are things that you can do and that you're good at, but maybe it's just not meant for you. So I remember when I started to dive down this spiritual path and it was fairly new in my business as well. I had this idea of another business that I knew that I could do it. I could see the the business model for how it could work. And I had a number of connections that I could bring it to life. But I also knew that I'm good at it. And it, the idea of bringing it to life sounds kind of fun, but it didn't make my heart sing. Mm-hmm. So there's different levels of what there is that really, really align with you. And sometimes once you get clear on what your values are and what you feel is your overarching Purpose, like what is the overarching thing that it really, really lights you up? Then some of the periphery things start to fall away, or you realize that it's foundational and it's like a baby step. And some of them are steps that build on each other because you're not going to bring out all the life all at once. That would just drive you nuts. But there is a, a process of mirroring it against, uh, measuring it against your values, how you want to live, and, and what you feel that big overall all pull is. Because, you know, I love to travel, but then I also am really concerned about the environment. So there's, you know, a bit of play there. And there's this always this inner dance as to what's most important to me.
0: How do you feel that this ties into? So like if you are in your business and that is most important to you and you're enjoying that, like how do you also tap into and use the same process for the passions that are outside of business? Maybe with your family or friends.
1: Very true. Yeah, absolutely. So you can definitely do that. And that can still be things that light you up, but you don't want to do professionally. Like my son is at the stage. He's a teenager. Everyone wants to know what does he want to do for the next steps? Does he want to go to college, universities? What do you want to be? He doesn't know. He loves cooking. We are having so much fun cooking. So uh, recently for Valentine's Day, for instance, we made beef bourguignon and and he likes getting into some technical dishes. We made some delicious desserts and there's a level of complexity that makes him curious and he loves watching cooking shows. So he wants to make like the most perfect grilled cheese where he bakes his own bread and he's watched videos on how you can blend different cheeses together to make his own brick of cheese and then slice it for making the perfect grilled cheese. Wow. And it's like, "Oh, well does he want to be a chef?" It's like, "I don't think so, but he's having a lot of fun cooking and that's pretty awesome." Like, I'm not going to be a chef either, but I like to cook too.
0: Yes. No, I love that cuz I think, you know, like I mean, that's what the Life Adventurous podcast is all about, like finding that adventure and it doesn't just have to be bungee jumping or, you know, whitewater rafting, like right there, what you just explained is an example of finding that adventure and that fun, you know, something you would have not done normally.
1: And, and, and also when you dive into those things that you, you maybe know that you don't want to do it professionally, but it lights you up still that feeling that you get inside as you do it. That's a marker on a trail, a guidepost. When you discover that in something that ooh, 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 you're you're getting that idea of, oh my gosh, I could do this and I could do XYZ and I could do that and I could do that. And you just start to see how your past experience has brought you with amazing skills and these things that you're curious about and, and lots of things that you're kind of on the edge of like, Oh my gosh, could I really do that? But I have enough of a foundation, but I really don't know. But so there's that kind of feeling, but there's something in you that's like, Oh, that feels so good. That's, when you know you've hit on something. So it helps you doing those things you're passionate about that is just for fun, helps you to recognize that passion inside of you for in your business.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it also helps you to be more grounded, centered, and focused in your business so you can serve everybody else better. Because you have to have something else that you spend your time on. It cannot be 100% business all the time has to be other things that light you up. So I think that they, it goes hand in hand with each other, but also being able to feel that joy that you said, and that light and that excitement in something besides what you do every day for business.
1: Mm -hmm. I think there's just
0: magic in that.
1: Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And for me, delicious conversations like this is one of the things that really light me up. Mm -hmm. I love it. And I will ask the question, you know, what lights you up or what's your magic? And some people kind of get put off by it. Like, "Oh, why is she asking me what lights me up? I don't know. And that, it, it kind of makes me sad when they say, I don't know. Because mm-hmm. that means that they've never given themselves permission to get out of the ordinariness of life, the mundaneness of their daily, day in, day out routine to explore what lights them up.
0: Yeah, we, we definitely would share that passion because I would be like, also, like, I got really sad thinking about that. Like, man, I want to help you. I want to help you find that fun and joy you know, in what life can be.
1: And it also speaks to the many layers of how many times were they told as a child, just go be quiet. Just shh, 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 shh. just go over there. Yeah. I'm busy. Right? How many times were they shushed in their life? And they've got to peel back all of those layers of being shushed and of being told, yeah, that's not so good. Or why would we want to do that? Or, or not having anybody to play with? as a pattern over your lifetime and feeling isolated and alone and not having anybody to share your 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 dreams with your desires with man there's a lot of undoing there
0: yeah and that's and that's why you know I love this chakra series because where we're at in in the body and the process is that solar plexus and it's finding your power and connecting to your power and unlocking that but also, too, what your very passion is connecting to your soul, finding, you know, that connection and deepening that connection. What lights you up connecting to that and really just stepping into your power? Like all of this is just so amazing. Like I don't even have words because I just feel like so much bliss and excitement and gratitude and like, yes, this is perfect. And so I know there's other people who are like listening and they're like, oh, my God, this right here is so magical it is so touching me in a way. Like if you're getting, maybe you're getting chill bumps or truth bumps, right? Maybe that's <laughs> coming up for you right now. Or maybe, you know, you're getting that little, like, like Jennifer said before, you know, you're getting the tapping on the shoulder or you're getting that whisper of the voice or, you know, something inside of you is like, yes, yes, yes. I want to go on this journey. So if someone is like feeling all that inside, how, like, what's the next step? How can they really deepen this connection?
1: So a a great baby step is going a little bit deeper in that connection that I shared earlier for how to do that check-in. How am I feeling physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually? So if you were to visit my website, jlyall.com forward slash energy, and then sign up for the 7-Day Energy Transformation. Ooh. And that will be seven days, but I'm going to guide you through how to do this check-in, how to understand what's really going on on inside of your body, what's really going on in your heart and your head, how to listen, start to go within. And that's a really good first step.
0: Oh, I love that. And that is so perfect because, man, I wish that you would, I'm still signing up. I'm doing it because why not? There's never there's never like a too late time to do that, I think. But I, man, I'm like, where were you two years ago? Well, you were in my life. But like that right there, I'm like, I wish I would have known this two years ago. It would have helped so much. But I will say this. Sometimes we say those things and everything comes in the right moment, the right spot, the perfect timing to help unlock something else. And even if you've heard it 8,008 bajillion times, this may be the time that it really clicks for you. This mm-hmm. may be the time that something goes, ah. I'm ready. I'm ready yeah. to do this.
1: Yeah, that's it. Oh, oh. So, My heart it feels so good. Yeah. I know. I know. I'm like so I'm like so excited. Let's see. I just got
0: arm bumps. So okay i thinking the okay, arm so bumps. Arm I'm thinking yes. that ha- they, they, were, they were slight. They weren't strong, but I got arm bumps. So you were talking. We were talking. We were exciting. So I'm thinking maybe arm bumps are my someone else saying something thing. I don't know. I'm going to keep exploring.
1: Okay. Yeah, keep exploring. <laughs> keep being that detective and understanding. Because what's happening is you're saying to the universe, All right, I'm listening. <laughs> and the universe is like, All right, all right. We've got a live one. She's listening down. Throw her the signs. Throw her the symbols. Just show it. Go, go, go.
0: <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> I'm like getting, I'm like, have you seen the Disney movie Soul? Oh, yes. I kind of like, even though this is not the exact example, but when the souls are all like flying down to earth to go into their bodies or whatever, it kind of feels like that. They're like, go, go, go. And the guy tries to fly off. Oh. And they're like, no, not you yet. And they pull him back up. Because yes. he wasn't there correctly. That was the whole point of the movie if you haven't seen it. like, So anyways, yeah, so that, that's what I saw when you were talking about go, go, go. Like,
1: <laughs> like portal when <laughs> they're all on the edge yeah I, I liken it to like um uh, the the secret agents, right they they'll get their little message of their next assignment, mission impossible, your next mission if you choose to accept it. And here it is. And the universe shows you something really juicy. And you're like, oh, yeah, that's amazing. And then tomorrow you go, eh, maybe not. I, can I really do that? I don't know. I'd have to like give up my whole life, move to Bali. Can I do that? I don't know. Right. And then you start to question it. But they're like, no, we were so close. Okay. More signs, more messages. Come on. <laughs> I know. And, you know, gosh,
0: we could probably have a whole nother podcast like talking about all that stuff and like the different signs and the law of attraction and even, you know, like identity shifting and really stepping into your power. Like I feel like there could be like a whole nother episode, like going into all that stuff because I just got excited. I'm like, I could totally talk about all this, you know. <laughs> like we could, let's go. And everybody's like, Yes, I can't wait to record it. So stay tuned. It'll come at some point Wh- when the time is right. When the sign shows up, right?
1: <laughs> yes, there we go. The stars will align. The signs will come up. Yeah, this was the first sign. <laughs> I know, right?
0: Right? <laughs> They're like, When are
1: you gonna schedule
0: it? <laughs> yes wake up, wake up. There's gonna be big, loud bells. Hello, call her. Yes. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you for being here. You guys reach out to her, make sure that you do the seven day energy transformation. Honestly, you have nothing to lose and everything to gain. I mean, it's going to be a great experience. I can't wait to do it too. Thank you so much for being on and exploring the solar plexus and all this amazingness. So grateful to have you.
1: Oh, thank you so much. It's been such a delight.
0: Of course, guys. Well, we will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Life Adventurous Podcast. If you love this episode, remember to subscribe on your favorite podcast app. For course information, freebies, and to stay connected, join our Ohana, that means family, at www.2jhala.com forward slash Ohana. Remember to stay positive, enjoy the journey, and most of all, keep those eyes open for all of the adventures surrounding you.